0: Facebook tries again with WhatsApp privacy policy updates, Spotify launches ad network, and Twitter announces super follows. It's Monday, March 1st, 2021. All that's coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 437 of Brave Ad World. New Consumers new media new strategies this is brave ad world hey everybody welcome to episode 437 of brave ad world the official podcast of braveadworld.com which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news every week or close to it i take the top stories provide a recap and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wickert, and we have a lot to get through this week. So, let's start with a to-be-continued on the WhatsApp privacy policy that Facebook's been trying to implement. So, So, whatsapp's update of privacy policy it's going to go into effect May 15th that's the date it's not going to move users who do not accept the new terms they'll basically be left with an unusable whatsapp they'll be unable to receive calls and notifications for a short time and then they'll be completely unable to read or send messages moving forward users who do not accept the policy they can delete their accounts. Facebook's giving them ways to download a report of their account as well as export their chat history. WhatsApp like once again they explained that the data in the privacy policy it's related to business interactions within WhatsApp, not personal messages. So they're not going to be collecting and sharing any data related to encrypted personal message messaging. So confusion about the updated privacy policy, I talked about it on the podcast a few weeks ago. It drove an outcry from users and that led WhatsApp to delay the original launch date of this policy of February 8th. So it's no surprise Facebook is continuing to roll out the policy, like despite the backlash. It merely delayed the launch to explain itself to an increasingly skeptical public. Now it sees a May launch date as enough time for users to understand the changes and what it is they're agreeing to. The updated policy, it's likely fairly innocuous it seems to be that case to me at least right now but that's of course measured by facebook's standards so take that for what it's worth it does indeed appear to only focus on business interactions while peer to peer communication remains protected private and encrypted this is an error in communication on on facebook's part but the skepticism it's more of a sign of just erosion in brand trust than it it is anything else. Facebook may not be trying to do anything under the radar here, but it has betrayed user trust to such a degree that that really just doesn't matter. All right, let's shift gears and talk about Spotify. So this week, Spotify held their Stream On event, and it was full of big announcements, including plans to launch in 85 new markets following the footsteps of Netflix and investing in international expansion and content. But marketers, they were more focused on one other big announcement, and that's the launch of a new Spotify ad marketplace. It's a network that will allow advertisers to reach a large amount of users on and off Spotify by tapping into an inventory of music, exclusive shows, but also independent podcasts Along with the announcement came news that it's making improvements to its ad insertion technology by making it available to more podcast publishers, not just those exclusive Spotify shows. Spotify, they've made some major acquisitions to make this happen, including Anchor, which does just that. It allows Spotify to tap into and insert ads into independent podcasts and allows those podcasters To monetize their content we've seen spotify really focus on assembling these individual pieces over the last year two years and while there is still work to be done to make this network a reality spotify they're saying like they are claiming that they are the way to deliver audio messaging that's targeted at scale all right last story like we knew this one was coming at some point Twitter is launching the ability for users to charge followers for access to specific content. This is a new feature. It's called Super Follows, and it limits certain content to users who pay a subscription to access content from other users like bonus tweets, access to community groups, newsletters, or even badges indicating support for a content creator. The move, it's a way for creators to get paid for their content in the same way they do on platforms like Facebook like YouTube, some content is gated behind a paywall. It's unclear if Twitter will take a cut, and if so, by how much. But Twitter wasn't done there either. They also launched a feature called Communities. This is These are groups formed around specific shared interests. Users who are part of communities, they'll see tweets about these topics, kind of similar to how they can follow interests on Twitter currently. Facebook has proven the power of such a feature, of a community or a group, and Twitter clearly sees this as a means by which to get new users onto the platform and receiving useful content quickly. The fact that they can get onto the platform, join a community, get content will make Twitter that much more useful, that much sooner for new users. This is the biggest update Twitter's launched for a while. And Both moves, they seem smart. Subscriptions have kind of been staring Twitter in the face for a long while. They have a trove of journalists, writers, and thinkers with followers who want to hear from them, so they're monetizing what is really their biggest asset. Now, No timeline for the new feature has been set, but this is going to be one to watch. All right, that is it for the week's main story. So now I'm going to get into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that I didn't discuss earlier. Clubhouse is working to fix a security issue on its platform that allowed audio feeds from the invite-only app to be made accessible through third-party sites. The vulnerability it's especially harmful to Chinese citizens and dissidents using the app, even though Clubhouse is blocked in China. They can still get around it through things like VPNs. Clubhouse, it's a new app. So, so there were bound to be vulnerabilities. In response, Clubhouse, they're rolling out additional encryption and protections to keep this type of thing from happening. After blocking news from being shared in Australia in response to a law that would require Facebook to pay all publishers, Facebook has said it is, quote, satisfied the Australian government has agreed to a number of changes and guarantees that address our core concern, unquote. So, news content is returning to Facebook in Australia. The agreement requires tech companies to reach agreements with publishers within two months, and it requires the government to consider whether or not such commercial agreements are in place before negotiation and payment this it lets Facebook choose which publishers it wants to ink deals with but it requires Facebook to ink some deals the Australian government they said they're satisfied that Facebook is quote committed to entering into good faith negotiations with Australian news media businesses unquote All right, it's been two months since the insurrection that drove Google to halt political advertising. Google now has informed advertisers that political ads, they're coming back with the lift on their sensitive events policy. Facebook is expanding Facebook Shop's e-commerce initiative to Canada and the UK after launching in the U.S., pretty successfully in 2020. For its part, TikTok is also, they are extending a deal they have with Shopify that allows businesses to manage their TikTok campaigns within the Shopify dashboard to 14 more countries. Clearly, social commerce is seeing a major uptick and moves to expand they're just accelerating. And lastly, Facebook, they disagreed with their oversight board for the first time ever. While Facebook agreed to take action on 11 board recommendations, it declined to soften its stance on COVID-19 information as recommended by the board. Kind of a good decision in my opinion. The Uh, as far as Facebook not softening its stance on COVID-19. That seems smart. The board's recommendations, they are advisory. They're not mandatory. So Facebook can take them into account. They just have to address what they're going to do and why. All right, that is it for episode 437 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, I always want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like to Brave Ad World at gmail.com and if you get a chance please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice it helps me know what you think and it helps others find the podcast I can be found on Twitter at twigert, that's T-W-I-E G-E-R-T, thank you so much for listening, have a great week. Thanks for listening for more, check out braveadworld.com